0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to NOLA HOTS, a podcast to raise awareness about congenital heart defects and discuss resources about CHD and some other stuff. On this Lane Yep episode this week, we welcome Hillary Allred. She is a mom of three boys, an older son, and then younger twin sons. One of her twins, Beau, was born with CHD, and she is here to share her story with us. We hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Hillary Allred, and I am the mother of three boys. Um, I have an oldest son, Jack, and then I have twin two-year-olds who um, are named Bo and Owen. Um, So when the twins were born at 33 weeks, they were in the NICU. We thought everything was going to be fine. And then at six days old, um, the nurse came to me and said that they found a heart murmur and and they were going to just do a, a routine echo, and then a lot of the babies in the NICU have murmurs, and it's it's probably nothing. Um, and then I got a call in the afternoon from the doctor, and they told me that it was not nothing, and then he had a hole in his heart. So my husband and I rushed to the hospital because we were picking up my older son from school and talked to the cardiologist. And um, she was amazing and explained it all to us and basically told us that there's no way with the placement of where the hole was and the size of the heart, the size of the hole, there was no way that it was going to close back up and that he was going to require open heart surgery. Um, luckily, and I, I say it lightly, but luckily It was nothing that was immediate. We needed to wait until he got a little bit larger. The goal was 11 pounds. Um, And so he spent about two more weeks in the NICU, and then um, we learned how to feed him because feeding was difficult and stressful because his body was not breathing correctly because his heart was not pumping blood correctly, so his digestive system was all messed up. So he would choke, and it was it was hard, and it was a mess. Um, so we learned all that from from different feeding specialists and brought him home, and it was a long five months. Um, and the hardest part was you're just constantly stressed about is he gonna survive? Is he gonna make it? What's gonna happen? Is he gonna keep breathing? what happens when I put him down, what happens when I feed him. And it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but we, we pushed through and, um, he really only ate for me, which put a lot of stress on me, but I kind of had a technique down to get him to eat. Um, so I was scared to leave him with anybody else. And I felt, Terrible because I had two other kids, one that was also a newborn. That was I could not give as much attention to um, because I had to keep him alive. So he he eventually started on Lasix um, because he went into heart failure, which we knew was going to happen. We knew that was kind of the course that he was going to take. So we had to give him give him the medicine through a little syringe. Well one night he started choking on it and he turned blue and he um wasn't breathing for a second and it, it was it was very very scary so we took him to the hospital and um the doctors checked him out assessed him sent him home so we we that was our first experience at the ER it was a long one but but it was luckily we got to go home the second time he did it, um they were not so sure that he was okay, and they admitted him into the hospital um and we ran swallow tests re we, we ran all these kind of different things to to make sure that he was okay and that he was getting the nutrition that he needed and he was eating correctly and um so that was super stressful and we were there for five days and it wasn't until that fifth day that a cardiologist um, told us or told me that the reason he is turning more blue than most kids, because all kids choke, all kids do will turn blue sometimes, but he is turning more blue because of the way his body pumps blood, um, which was an eye-opener because this whole time, like, I was so worried about him turning blue, and, and now he's like, he's he's going to turn blue more so than other kids will. The thing that you need to watch for, and this was the real eye-opener, was that it's the inside of his mouth. If his if the inside of his mouth turns blue, that's bad. If the outside of it turns blue, then then you're okay, uh, but the inside is bad. Not once throughout this whole experience had anyone told us that or, or had the inside of his mouth turned blue or anything like that, so that gave me a little bit of, 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 a peace of mind because I had an answer to what was happening. I had an idea of what was going on and I could feel better about it. Um, so we went the five months and he grew, we needed to get to 11 pounds and I, remember the joy I felt, the accomplishment I felt when he weighed 11 pounds on the dot (laughs) the day of surgery, because it, it was at 11 pounds, they told us that surgery is just so much more successful. Recovery is better. Everything's better if they are at 11 pounds. That's kind of the tipping point. And I worked very hard (laughs) to get him there. Um, but I remember my husband and I taking him into surgery and just, it was a weird feeling because it was kind of this feeling of, you're ready because you're ready for the next steps. You're ready for him to feel better and to be a little bit more normal. Uh, but you're also scared because your son is going into a major, major, major surgery. Um and that was hard. And one of the best pieces of advice the nurses gave us was when he's doing his prep, because it takes a long time to prep a baby for surgery, leave, go get something to eat, leave. This is the time the surgery is going to start. Be back for then, but but just leave. And, and we did that and we went and we got breakfast and it it was really kind of like a calming moment for us where we could just be like, this is the end of the road. This is this is where things are going to start to get better. Um, so we go back to the hospital, and I just remember the nurses coming out every, every... It was about every 30 minutes and telling us how things were going, and they walk out with the most serious face. And you're like, what is she going to tell me? What is she going to tell me? And every time it was... Wonderful news, and he's doing really well. This is where we are in the procedure. And um, shockingly, that it was not very long. I think he was out by, I want to say 11. Uh, The time's a little bit foggy, but I distinctly remember his doctor, his surgeon, coming out and again came out with a very serious face. Um, like most surgeons do, but he told us that Bo did very well and he, um, is going to be in recovery. So y'all have a little bit of time before you can go see him. Um, but yeah, he did great and, and we're finished. And that was a relief too. Um, it's a relief until you see them. And being honest, is you go into, you go into their room, the, the, cardiac ICU and you just they've got the tubes everywhere and they've got all of these things sticking out of them and IVs and it's your little baby and it's it's hard to see um I I tried to be rational about it and know that he was in the best place possible and this was where he needed to be but it was still very difficult to see and recovery was hard for him because um we had a he had gotten sick and congested before, uh two months before. And because of everything that he had going on, he just had a really hard time kicking it. And so when he went into surgery, he wasn't sick enough um that we had to reschedule it, which was amazing, but he was sick enough that he had a lot of congestion in his chest. And so it kind of delayed recovery a little bit. Um, and eating for him was just very, very, very difficult. He had the, um, the NG tube for a while because he just did not want to eat. Um, and then but with each passing day, he became more and more like the bow that I knew and, and the new bow that I was going to get to meet because he felt better. His coloring was almost instantaneously better. He went from being very pale and, and kind of gray looking to bright and pink and, and happy. And it was incredible how quickly he bounced back. And um, again, I, I consider us to be lucky because while Beau had open heart surgery and it was scary and It was stressful, and it's a lot on a very young baby, and and I don't wish this on anyone. I consider us lucky because it was a one-and-done surgery. Um, he, He will still require checkups. He will still go to the cardiologist once a year until he is about a teenager, and then it'll be once every two years and then on from there. But hopefully, unless something happens, he won't require another another surgery. And there are a lot of kids that do. Um, But then I also feel like every parent that goes through this situation, every single parent that, that has a child with a heart defect, regardless of what kind of heart defect it is, we all can relate to each other. And we all have that bond, that we're in this club that nobody wants to be in, but we're here, and we are making the most out of it, and we are doing what we need to do to make our children's lives the best that they can be, and to help other families realize that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, regardless of, of what you see now, regardless of what's happening in front of you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and... It took Bo a little bit of time to, to get to what I would call, you know, normal infant baby behavior. Um, he did do physical therapy and occupational therapy, and he's now in speech therapy. He's two and a half and he's in speech therapy. Um, but he is a happy, healthy, wild little two and a half year old. Um, and it's really fun to see and it's, you never forget, but you, you see how strong they are. And I firmly believe that children who go through anything like this, children who have a heart defect or, or really any kind of issue where they're involved, they have to be in the hospital for an extended amount of time or any amount of time as a kid, they are so resilient and so happy and just love life. They love it. He is a joy to bring to be around. Everybody adores him, um, and it's just cool to see. It's cool to see to see them grow and to see what they're gonna do with their lives when they when their life started out so difficult and so hard. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope my story can bring a little bit of faith and, and hope back into being a heart parent. And um, that again, there is light at the end of the tunnel and it, you'll have hard days and you'll have good days. And at some point the, the good days will outweigh the bad. So. Thanks so much, Hillary, for sharing your story as a heart mom. Please share your personal stories with us if you would like to be considered for a Lanyap episode. You can email them to nolahauts at gmail.com. That's N-O-L-A-H-A-W-T-S at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Nolahauts, and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Pandora, and now Spotify. Share our podcast with your friends. And if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please review and rate us. We look forward to our next episode. Thanks again. Don't forget, no judgment here. It's all about survival. Cheers.